Hello again, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Knob and Fig, and we are celebrating December 30th, 1982, the Oakland Auditorium in Oakland, California. Um, let's, I have definitely messed up the wording of this intro, but we're going to keep it on. Uh, let's go <laughs> ahead and give them a very confused good evening, friends. Good evening, Very friends? confused good evening, friends. <laughs> I, I just realized that when I went to Segway, I was like, I did the intros before the show, and I don't know right, how to say no. <laughs> I, I thought it was great. That, I mean, it was logical. It, it flowed. It's not what we normally do, but I, I was I was there, man. I was going for it. I was feeling it. We're reinventing the formula. It's what the Grateful Dead's all about. It is. This is yeah. the... Um... We have we have transcended from Primal Help on the Way podcast, and now we are in the Donna screeching for 13 minutes during... Um... Yeah, this is the... Uh, the flood era help on the way podcast <laughs> yeah come back in three years where we'll have a drum space in the middle of the news segment <laughs> oh this i love is jazz it. guys it's jazz without an ad um as mentioned the main event for this week is december 30th 1982 from oakland california and normally um we start our show um each week with our channel six news segment um but even though this podcast is dropping in the beginning of january we are recording this during the holiday break still in december 2022 and truthfully it's been quiet. Um, there hasn't really been any news this week. Um, I would say the big news as far as just jam bands in general goes um, is the um, lead up to New Year's shows. I know Fish, um, yeah. Nob, you can Nob, you're you going, right? speak on I this. Am. Fish kicks off, um, at least as right far now, as... It started about three minutes ago. <laughs> three minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, Fish. Um, which shows are you going to? I'm doing the last two. I'm doing the 30th and then the 31st for New Year's. I That's am very excited. It That's is pretty cool. Are they? Do they still do like tribute concerts for New Year's? Uh, on Halloween, they do the, oh, the set covers. For New Year's, they do three sets, and there's usually some sort of visual gag during the third set, usually right before Old Lang Syne. They they did um. I feel like I've saw some of their visual gags. Um, this past year was the whales, which were beautiful and and crazy. Were they like uh, suspended at like one point or yes. something? One year they were all on platforms while okay. they had about twenty dancers dressed up as each member of the band as uh, as clones of the band. Yes. Always weird and wacky stuff. I'm yeah, very cool. excited to be in the room for it. I'm uh, I'm I'm hopeful to check out some uh, of the live fish webcast for these upcoming shows. Uh, I know Billy Strings, I believe, is in New Orleans. I believe yes. I saw correctly um, on social media this week. Um, and Dead and Company is gearing up for playing in the sand, which kicks off the second week of January. I believe January fifteenth or fourteenth. I believe 14th, that I kicks off. Um, so yeah, right now, really no actual news in the jam band world but um some really um great 2022 end of the year concerts kicking off incredibly soon um but now let's shift our focus to our main event of the week which is 
or actually I should say, which was um, an end of the year show in 1982. <laughs> I'm switching it up tonight. I love that was it. horribly confusing. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing a flag at this one. Just... <laughs> um, once again, it was December 30th, 1982, Oakland Auditorium. It was a Thursday night. Um, and the boys had a little bit of, um, had some friends join them for the encore, but before we go into that, let's go into set one. Um, set one kicked off with Alabama Getaway into Promised Land, then we got Loser into Little Red Rooster, um, then we got Big Railroad Blues into Feels Like a Stranger into, uh, Dupree's. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense uh then we got music didn't stop and don't ease me in um fig let's go ahead and get your thoughts on set number one yeah sure thanks a lot so um just to kind of point out the i don't know kind of interesting kind of uh there's a lot of synchronicity in this project so once again uh viewers might know um essentially i just randomized the entire Grateful Dead's history, and I don't. We don't choose what we listen to, but I have a spreadsheet, and I go down the spreadsheet, and if the Grateful Dead have a, happen to have played a concert, and if there is a recording available on the archive, we listen to that recording, and we post it on to the Our Grateful Dead subreddit, and then we 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 do our podcast about it. Um, so the cool thing about this week, uh, and ser as Serendipity would have it, is that this is actually the fortieth anniversary. Yeah. of the Grateful Dead uh, playing the Oakland Auditorium uh, for this New Year's uh, run here in uh, 1982. So that's pretty cool. So this is what the Dead were doing uh, 40 years ago uh, as of the recording of this podcast. Uh, the other thing I will say is um, I kind of wish I listened to this a little bit, maybe one more time through, because the first time that I listened to it, I thought it was a little sloppy, especially the first set. I like the second set. However, I listened to a couple songs in the first set just in preparation for uh, this recording, and it actually sounded a lot better. And I was listening to it on headphones, and that may have been it. So let me jump into it. Uh, Alabama Ganaway, the band was not ready for this song. Uh, Jerry, uh, you know, it's fast. It, it kind of kind of gallops out the, uh, out the gate, and the band was not uh, ready to... Um, to ride that horse. Uh, Jerry forgot the lyrics a lot and it just sounded not great. Uh, however, for me, the set started, what they should have done is actually start with the second song, which was promised land. Uh, this was, um, you know, would have been a better opener. It was well played by the band. We get into loser and the slop kind of comes back. Jerry kind of misses his guitar solo. doesn't really do what it needs to do. Um, Little red rooster was, it was a good version. I liked what Brent was doing with his uh, vocal, um, you know, with his verse. Uh, and he swears, you know, NSFW, just FYI. Um, and and he, has a, he has a great solo after that. And so Little Red Rooster, we always kind of rag on because Bobby uses his slide thing um, and sometimes too awful effect. This one was actually pretty good. I really liked his tone. It was a little, mm, I don't know, let's say crunchier, but a little more distorted than, than usual, a little more full than usual. Uh, and he only really got up to the really high register of the neck uh, at the very, very end, and then Jerry uh, gladly took over. So that was a pretty decent uh, rooster. I think at one point, correct me if I'm wrong, we were rating our Bobby uh, rooster slides. Um, but that went by the wayside. I would give this one a, a yeah, it's pretty high up there. 
Uh, Big Red, uh, Big Red, Red, Blue is a lot of fun. This was a great track. Stranger was hmm, probably, in my opinion, uh, the best song of set one. Um, I wrote down that uh, it was groovy, so I was grooving to it. Uh, Brent solo, or Brent throughout was just hot. I have a starred next to uh, Brent. I thought there was a great build to it. Uh, it was really good until the band decides to do an about face, change pretty much the entire trajectory of the set, and go into Dupree's. Um, I just wrote down why. Um, now, Dupree's is, is, a, is a song that I don't rate too highly, uh, as listeners might know, and as my co-hosts do know. But this one was actually pretty fast and pretty boppy. It actually sounded pretty good, and it was, it was short. It was only like four or five minutes. Uh, and Jerry's uh, vocals were pretty good. So, um, you know, a good Dupree's, um, I will say. Music never stopped. So, uh, this was, you know, this is one that I wish I could have listened to again. It was not inspiring um, of a version, but they did have a pretty good build. And then I really liked the don't don't ease. Um, uh, that was a good way to end set one. Let's kick it over to Nob. Thank you. Um, I think you made some very good points, and I disagree with some of them. Um, I the first few songs in this set are rough. It's definitely mm-hmm. Jerry's voice is not there. I was really scared that in general this, what I'm about to say was going to be a hate screed, but it definitely improves, but I did not feel too good at the start. Alabama Getaway, Jerry blows the lyrics from the very jump, and I thought to myself, this is either going to rip or it is going to suck. (laughs) This one sucked. There is no question about it in my mind. Jerry had, at best, an okay solo. The instrumental part is better than the sung part. It was rough. Uh, Promise Land is better? It is, if only because Bobby's voice sounds better than Jerry's voice right now. Um, Loser's got a gro- good groove to it, but I, Jerry, he just sounds... It's unpleasant to listen to him sing this song right now. I like Loser. I like Jerry's gritty voice on Loser, but this one, the notes aren't there. It's... It's just not good. The instrumental really works. I would love an instrumental version of this song, but the vocals kill it for me. Little Red Rooster's got a good groove to it. It's probably the first song in the set that doesn't sound bad to me. Uh, And I, I think I mean that more as a knock on everything prior, more than a compliment to this song. But it's fun. I like Brent's verse a lot. Uh... It starts to lose some steam for me in the middle. You'll never guess who's playing a slide solo when I had that thought. Um, Big Railroad was probably the first song that really, really worked for me. Whatever Jerry took that night finally kicked in. Uh, Jerry is singing well, relatively. Like, he's, he's into it. He's energized, and he's having a lot of fun. It is good, but not great. But I, I will take the win for the set so far. I absolutely agree that Stranger is the highlight of this set. Um, I enjoy Brent having like an electric piano sound rather than his usual synths. If if Keith was around for Feel Like a Stranger, it would sound very similar to this. Oh. Um, I love Bobby's vocal ad-libs. It, it really is the first great song of the night. The jam Did takes he drop an f bomb on Stranger, or or it was later. Did anybody uh, catch that? 
That sounds like him. <laughs> um, I don't know off the top of my head. He could have been throwing I stones. You. I know he didn't throwing stones. It was stones. Okay. Yeah. I know right. he didn't throwing stones. Okay. Um, I when Dupree started, I similarly thought, what, why? Uh, but Jerry was really into it, and on a night like tonight, I will let Jerry sing whatever he wants as long as he's as into it as he is Dupree's Diamond Blues. Um, I liked the music never stopped. There's a confidence from Bobby's vocal performances tonight that is just palpable. A, a Bobby song starts, and he struts up to the mic, and you know you are in safe hands for the next eight minutes. It hits a really nice peak in the jam, but it was working fine before. Uh, and a nice boppy finish to this set in Don't Ease Me In. Uh, Brent has an especially nice organ solo. Uh, I would skip the first half of this first set, but Big Railroad Blues onwards worth listening to. Sort of. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> uh, and those conclude my thoughts. So, um, a little peek behind the curtain here. Um, yeah. My thoughts on set number one don't actually exist. Um, and that is because um, this morning... You can morning, just say you agree with me in all... Hey, you know. hey. Who's um, got more gold stars? That is true. <laughs> Nob, Nob, I think, still is still winning the um, gold star competition. And I do kind of want to hear a a fun happy jerry singing duprees so i will go back and listen to at least some of said one uh but no full disclosure um normally when i listen to these shows i use the re-listen app on ios which just hooks into the archive.org uh, api um and the source i selected um was only set two and i had no idea um I realized I did not listen to set one about five minutes before recording time. <laughs> so um, that is why I do not have thoughts on set one. However, um, I do want to hear Dupree's. Um, anyway, moving on to set number two, which is one I did listen to. Uh, set two kicked off with Touch of Grey into Throwing Stones. Then we got Franklin's Tower. Then we got Lost Sailor and Saint of Circumstance. He's Gone. Uh, then we got Drums in Space, uh, Truckin', Stella Blue, Going Down the Road Feeling Bad, and then set two ended with Johnny Be Good, which in my opinion is the encore of The Grateful Dead, because the actual encore, uh, the boys were joined by Etta James and The Tower of Power. And personally, I love both of these songs. Um, the encore of the show with Etta and the Tower of Power was hard to handle and tell mama. Um, Nob, what was your thoughts? opinion on, on the encore it was hard to handle? <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, Nob, what were your thoughts on set two? I, this is going to spoil a later segment of the show, but I liked it way more than set one. <laughs> um, it the the first half is particularly strong the second half i found everything to be good but hard to intellectualize like everything in the second half just works um wait 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 wait, wait. what about the tambourine and he's gone no i i mean post drums i'm talking post drums <laughs> uh we'll we'll get to that one <laughs> um <laughs> I thought Touch of Grey was a fun start for the set. You can hear in the tape 
that Phil wants to start set two with Sugary, and he is correct. He he is making the right call. They do not go with it, but he is right. Uh, they go into a, a nice driving touch. I've always liked Touch of Grey more lyrically than musically, but this one's fun. I really enjoyed this Throwing Stones. There was a very mellow start to it. The, the build really took time, and I found that happening a lot in the second set, where the first minute or two of a song is less the intro of the song and more a jam leading into the song. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, Jerry bumps, jumps the, the Franklin's transition so the ending doesn't get to breathe. Uh, for throwing stones, but it's a really cool transition, so I don't mind that bad. I looked it up. I was very surprised that they never did throwing stones into Franklin's Tower again. That feels like a very natural combo for me, but oh well. Um, Sailor Saint was fun. I thought Sailor had a really nice balance between the the more emotional part of it and the fact that it can kind of drag. I found they were able to find a really nice tempo for it. Uh, without losing the emotion. Brent, Jerry, and Bobby's licks were particularly nice. They came together to make a really cool texture. There's that quote that Jerry had about Foolish Heart, about how it works because everyone's playing parts that intertwine together instead of chords. That's absolutely on display in this version of Lost Sailor, and it's really cool because of it. Uh, after Saint of Circumstance, which was good, I expected us to go right into drums, so... He's Gone was a, overall a treat. I was happier to hear it than to not hear it. Um, it's not the most danceable, uh, because it is He's Gone. Uh, I expected us to go right into drums, uh, so the He's Gone was certainly a treat. It was a pretty He's Gone. Uh, overall, I was happier to have heard it than to have not. Uh, the band generally got into the sensitivity and then exploding at the big parts. Uh, the, there was a tambourine. <laughs> Who was that? Or what was that? I, I would have to guess Mickey Hart, but... No, there was no, you know, sense of timing on that tambourine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, was, it sounded like a five-year-old or something. Um... Drums was okay. It was impressive, but like it, it was very note heavy and it was very intense. It wasn't particularly danceable, but it keeps your focus. Bass is a highlight of the set. It's moody. It's spooky. You get some really fun interplay between Jerry, Phil, and Bob. I, I like the space more than I like the drums tonight. And then yeah, a lot of these songs like Truckin's. Got good energy. It doesn't really stand out until we get to the jam. They start fucking around with triplets, and that's really cool before they come back into those big hits. And I'm always a sucker for those big hits. Uh, the ending jam's also really nice. I, I literally didn't take a note on Stella Blue. I thought mm -hmm. it was very pretty, but I, I could not formulate a thought about mm -hmm. it besides this is very pretty. Um... Going down the road feeling bad, ripped. I will never get sick of that, and we bid you good night. Ending. I, uh, it would have made a nice but quiet closer, but I do enjoy the energy that they brought with Johnny B. Good. It was just good. It worked. Um, and then I loved the Etta James and Tower of Power stuff. I really did. Uh, they've, the next night is better, in my opinion. Uh, you get more stuff. Uh, both Etta and Bobby are, I'm gonna say, 
I'm going to politely say, are a little more coked up. Uh, and they just bring really nice energy. But this hard to handle is really fun. They lean more into the Otis Redding arrangement than the dead. Um, at one point, Edit James goes, Honey, I'm sure hard to handle. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it got such a good laugh out of me. It was great. She also, <laughs> like, gendered the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she swapped <laughs> everything like that. Yeah. I, I, I like when they do that. This is, yeah, it was interesting. It was just, I, I it works. she made a point of it. Yeah. She made a point of it. Yeah. There are songs where it doesn't work, uh, not yes. to completely derail by talking about the Beatles, but their rewrite of the song Boys to be about how girls like boys. So funny. I never, knew. never, I never thought of that. Always works for me, because that's the song is a girl band talking about how much they like boys and hearing Ringo <laughs> work his way around it. Beautiful. Anyway, uh, it's fun. I liked the second set. Uh, way more than the first set. I really thought I was going to come into this pod being a real bummer, but set two was nice, and I'm happy. Uh, what did you think, Fig? I'm thinking a lot about the Beatles song "Boys" right now, <laughs> and that that uh, that gender flip happened. I, I actually it's, didn't realize that. I'm a huge Beatles fan. Me until I heard the original, and I went, "Oh, these I lyrics make a cover. sense." Yeah, I didn't know that that, that that's what happened, but. Huge Beatles fan. I never, you know, did too much of a deep dive into the early, early stuff. It's just, it's different type of music, you know. <laughs> anyway, this is a Grateful Dead podcast. So let's talk about Touch of Grey. Uh, listeners and frequent, frequent listeners and my co-hosts will know that I've been looking for a good live touch and um, somewhat elusive. It's been somewhat elusive to me, but I really liked this Touch of Grey. I gave it three stars. Um, there's no rating system here, but I just wrote down three stars. Uh, I liked uh, Jerry um, kind of ad-libbing. He said, say your piece and kiss off. Kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I like Brent's uh, high uh, harmonies. Like, ah, like they were doing it for me. And Bobby Weir did his best uh, Pete Townsend impression with all of his kind of uh, slashy chords and kind of banjo-style strumming. Uh, all in all, it was a great version of Touch. I really, really liked it. Um... Going into throwing stones, I, th I, I don't have much to say about the song, but there was... Okay, so I guess the last couple... We featured throwing stones, I think, in the last three podcasts now. And the last... The two before this, uh, they really did let the ending of throwing stones breathe. And I thought that was the best part of throwing stones. It's like a little less preachy, a little less on the nose, and just kind of more fun and more Grateful Dead style. But Jerry did not let that happen tonight. It was very no. short throwing stones. And actually, he you could actually hear him go into Franklin's and then kind of get overruled. And then 30 seconds later, he just goes into Franklin's. Um, which was a cute version, nothing special. Um, someone on, on the um, subreddit said that Franklin's is like the dessert after help and slip and like it doesn't really stand on its own and i don't know if i fully agree with that but you know after throwing stones i did not need to hear franklin's and it didn't really do much for me so you know maybe that goes to that thesis uh let's see here sailor saint that's this is another one that i really wish i would have listened to uh again um i thought the ending of sailor was good um i thought the beginning was actually quite sloppy and saint uh i got nothing for yeah so he's gone <laughs> I, this did not need to be here, and the, I don't know the, the tambourine. It's just, I, it's all I could but, hear. Maybe it was the the mix that I had. So, yeah, it was just this random like 
off tempo, off key. No, I guess not off key, but you know, it wasn't doing anything for uh, He's Gone. No. And we get into drums and space. Drums, I got nothing for. Space, I thought was actually really interesting. Um, some good brainstorms in there and, and you know, a lot of uh, good creativity happening there. And we get into, let's see here, Truckin' was really good and uh, Stella. So, Nob, I'm 100% with you. Um, I wrote that it was the best of the night, the best song of the night, but I have nothing to substantiate that with. I have, there's no words that I, that I have written down. And I, again, um, you know, if, if I could listen to this one more time, uh, maybe something would come out, but it was just, you know, maybe it moved me. And um, so that was definitely worth it. And then I love the way that they ended the Grateful Dead um, version of it, going down the road, feeling bad into Johnny Be Good. Uh, just really fun rock and roll songs to end the Grateful Dead portion of the night. And then they brought out the special guests. And Hard to Handle was was cool because it was a it was kind of like the Pigpen version of it, or was, you know more akin to what I expect Pig to be singing of it, rather than this uh, '82 incarnation of the Dead. And I actually like Tell Mama as well. So, all in all, a really cool second set, uh, barring that uh, awful, awful tambourine, and he's gone. Game, you did listen to the second set, so let's hear what you have to say. Uh, I did listen to the second set, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Touch of Grey opener. Um, Throwing Stones was good. Franklin was good. Um, really enjoyed Lost Sailor and Saint of Circumstance. Uh, I will agree with the very... Um, awkward tambourine and he's gone uh drums i absolutely skipped um trucking was okay um stella blue knob i when, when you said the only note that you had um is very pretty um it's kind of the only thing that really jumps out to me um at, when stella blue came on this morning that was when i was out with the dogs uh when the sun was coming up yeah that's nice it was freezing yeah. it, it was, was a nice it, uh yeah it was it was it was great um i normally don't have like you know like moments in time with like music like that etc uh but this morning it was just it it just hit it was great um going down the road feeling bad was was good um johnny be good was 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 good uh really enjoyed at a tower of power um a lot um the hard to handle i really didn't think I would notice too much of a difference in the arrangements, um, but it to, to me at least, you really could hear like, okay, this is the Motown arrangement. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Like like definitely. Um, and I grew up on Motown, so to me that was just like a warm blanket. I loved it. Um, yeah. And Tell Mama was awesome. Um, if there was anything I could want more from set two, um, you could give me three or four more songs with Etta. And the whole well, at the end. Highly <laughs> recommend the thirty first if you are looking for that because check it out. she stays for an extra song or two. I know she does Love Light. So I'm looking at the dead base, um, I guess, uh, item for this, and the sound check was actually for for this show was actually Midnight Hour, Hard to Handle, and Love Light. So they were definitely sound checking some of those songs, Nob, and also interestingly, those are all Pigpen songs. So yeah, oh yeah, this was cool this were... hard to handle. Is the first time they had done it since Pigpen oh, right. uh, stopped. Yeah, eight twenty six seventy one. Yeah, um, very cool. That was probably yeah. a treat for everybody in the audience. Yeah, That's one of those um, bust outs that really aren't talked about. Yeah, yeah. 
I'd have been pumped if I was there personally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm a big hard to handle nut. I'd be the guy with the sign going, it's been 1,746 <laughs> days since the Grateful Dead played hard to handle, and that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> if you, you sign this petition, I will hand it to Bill Kreutzmann, <laughs> and he promises if a thousand people sign it, the band will play hard to handle. You should do that for 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 this summer for El Paso. El Paso. Yes, <laughs> even if it's even if it's like 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 a day. Yeah, I've you got go I've got changed.org man. Terrible nosebleed seats, and I'm just asking people, hey, can you pass this forward? I want to get this signed <laughs> petition. Just, just start the channel when you're in the lot. When you're in the lot, just be walking around with like a sandwich board on. Yeah, <laughs> just let everyone know. Who's going to be the closest to the stage? Can they please pass this letter I wrote? I have this very important note. It has I been notarized. If Jeff Comenti reads my notarized letter, they will listen to me. Guys, we got this notarized letter. <laughs> but enough about how I am as a person. Anyway, um, <laughs> does this show... I, I will, instead of going to each one of us individually, I'm just going to leave this open-ended. Does this show make anyone's Book of the Dead? No. Oh. Same. Um, I did enjoy <laughs> set two a bunch. Um, I don't think I would have enjoyed set one enough um, to put it on my Book of the Dead. And it's funny, because this also answers the which set are we going to feature um which will be set two of 123082 uh while we were discussing set one i actually started editing this week's show and put together set two um in audacity because, because i figured yeah this isn't reviewing very well so i'm pretty sure we're picking set two <laughs> <laughs> so i already got that portion of next week's editing done um oh, man. Wow. we have reddit comments this week um just a singular comment but still one uh and it is from our good friend who i believe has commented before I think it was uh, last show too yeah yeah, um, it is Reddit user 091882, um, and me personally, 082773, appreciates your comment. Um, 091882's comment was, big fan of this show, especially the pre-drums second set. I agree with you there. Better than 1231. So in his opinion, this show is better than the next night, 1231. Uh, however, with... Etta and all those horns at 1231? I don't know. I'm going to have to... Also, if you're surfing through the archive, you're probably going to land on 1231 New Year's Eve rather than 1230. So I, 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 I agree. I feel yeah. like um, whenever you're looking for like a show like this, you probably always gravitate towards New Year's Eve and never like the two or three Right. But, but it was but they always played runs so like yes you know it was like within the context of, of new year's so yeah grab your 12 30 82 man um next week we are featuring um so originally this was originally scheduled i should say as november 25th however our good friends in jamaica uh, went a little long in all their sets. <laughs> so even though this yeah. was originally set for November 25th, this show actually was November 26th, 1982. Wee hours of the morning. 
in Montego Bay, uh, Freeport Zone, Jamaica, uh, the Grateful Dead kicked off a two-set show at 4.30 a.m. Um, and played until 7 a.m. Um, kicked off with Sugary. Um, of course, we get a woman smart, uh, men smart, uh, man smart, woman smarter. Um, set two, we get a Samson and Delilah. Uh, throwing stones, not fade away. Oh, uh, fire! This is going to be an interesting listen. Um, yeah, I feel I, 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 it's interesting they're doing. Well, they did one reggae song for each, or reggae feel, I should say, for each set. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, they're at a reggae festival in uh, Montego Bay, Jamaica. It'll be interesting to see how the, how they play those songs. I feel yeah. like whenever you get, um, how should I say it? Like, like weird or like, um, different circumstance concerts, like, um, they played crazy long hours or they played at this like special venue, yeah. or whatever. It was always like primal dead or like early seventies, you know, dead. By the time like the mid seventies rolled around, stuff kind of you know like now we're a big business, you know, shit's kind of more, you know, whatever. Right. Um, listening down. listening to a show where they kick off at four thirty in the morning in nineteen eighty two. Yeah, and um, they were probably partying. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. Jerry's <laughs> yeah. oh, not going to bed before a four thirty a.m. show. But like to me, it's it's it, that that whole. I don't know, like how many people are amped up at, like even even in a situation like this, It'd like be really interesting. Yeah. The other interesting kind of again serendipity is that this show occurred only the week before the show that we featured uh, on this episode. So so, oh. you know, yeah. So next week is we feature eleven twenty five eighty two, and then this week's episode was twelve thirty eighty two. So. Isn't it a month and a week? Oh, wait, a month and a week, yeah. Yeah, you know, five weeks, one week. Five weeks, one week. <laughs> it is it's very it's close. still the ass end of uh, 1982. Oh, probably, yeah. probably the closest we've been with back-to-back shows probably ever. Yeah, there was those 281 shows, but they were four months apart. Why do I know that off the top of my head? I gotta go outside more. <laughs> this is interesting. This is interesting. So I'm looking at Dead Base. And actually, these shows, this is probably... Okay, so these shows were the... Okay, so the dead before the show that we featured today. No, that's not right either. Uh, <laughs> edit, edit this out too, game. Oh, I have no, no take idea. This one in. Yeah, thanks. Um, okay, so they played eleven twenty five eighty two. They didn't play anything until the Oakland Auditorium run, which we're featuring um, uh, this week. So, oh, yeah. yeah, whatever. Hey. Move on. Is there? Um... Is there video of the no? I think there the might be video of actually this week's show, but I not I didn't look into it that much. Eighty-two, yeah. eight early eighties. It's a little more spotty. You might find a, an audience cam. Uh, For some reason, I thought I saw something on uh, YouTube, but I may have. There's there's a, there's a YouTube of eleven twenty-five eighty-two, but it's just a soundboard. Oh, uh, okay. I was gonna say that looks yeah. to be a still image to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Friday fam jam. Um. <laughs> No yeah, so next week featuring yeah, uh, November 25th, 82, which will be interesting. Um, absolutely. 
Let's go ahead and get our bookkeeping done and wrap on up for this week. Um, as always, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family. You may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, um, if they rhyme with Partify, you will not find us on there. Um, any other podcast providers you should find us on. However, ones that rhyme with Partify, you will not find us on. Uh, you may find us directly on the web at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You may interact with us um, on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead and a plug for my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the GD channel. Um, like the uh, AMAs, because... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Those will be happening tomorrow after this uh, episode goes out. Yes, we have... Um, I'm going to vamp here for a couple seconds till I get that AMA. It's uh, Tom Ken. Oh, no, it's not. It's... Um, if you... If you want to take over it's this plug, feel free. <laughs> uh, we have Bray Bralov is when I think he's the sixth. sixth. Yeah. yeah, so and that's the one we should be. Constantin's the okay. Yes, well, we have Bob Bralov AMA on Reddit on January the sixth, and then Tom Constantin. I can't believe I remembered how to say his name correctly. Wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. On the I just realized why they're doing this. Why? Do you remember last week's episode? We talked about. Dos Hermanos. Dos Hermanos? Yeah. Bob Braylon yeah. and Tom Constantin are Dos Hermanos. It's their yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Nam knew That's this. Nam put this together already. Yeah. <laughs> Here I just thought uh, Post Crash Earnhardt, uh, one of the mods, just got uh, two random <laughs> Grateful Dead figures to come at the same time. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> you put that together. This does feel a little bit like you've just explained the ending of Fight Club to me. <laughs> 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 nah, you need to tell me everything from, from now on. Just download your brain into mine before we do sure, the podcast. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, easy. Uh, that is everything for me this evening. Any parting words from Nob or Fig? Uh, I, I, I will quote Jerry, unless you're yeah. going to quote Jerry. No, I'm going to quote Bob. Oh, okay. Uh, so 2022, say your piece and kiss off. Nice. As Bob says at the start of set two, in case you're wondering, we're waiting for the end of the Gator Bowl or something like that. I, I looked this up. Oh, my God. It's funny you said this. I looked oh, this I'm up sorry. today. I've just extended the podcast by yes. three minutes. Yes, you did. So I looked up the Gator Bowl 1982 because yeah. I was like, was this like a big game? Like, I don't remember the Gator Bowl. I wasn't born in 1982. I definitely no. don't remember like a historical college football game in 1982. Um, the Gator Bowl in 1982 was between the Florida State Seminoles versus the West Virginia Mountaineers. As far as I know, this game had no historical significance. I have no idea why they gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, at least one of those teams to be from California. Are you really telling me they're yeah. from Florida and West and, Virginia? And it, and it was a blowout. It was 31 to 12. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they were enthralled in the 1982 Gator Bowl. But I absolutely looked it up as soon as you said that this morning. And I was like, what the hell? Why are they 
watching Sounds pretty that. bored by it when announcing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, it wasn't the 49ers playing for Bobby, but yeah, I just... Yeah. I didn't understand. Anyway, um, so I guess that's how we're going to end um, this week's episode. (laughs) Um, Thank you all once again um, for listening to um, the podcast, as always. Um, And this is actually um, a little peek behind the curtain. Our final recording for the 2022 year, even though you're already hearing this in 2023. So, friends, this has been a blast. Um. And I guess officially, thank you for listening to uh, the Help on the Way podcast.
A peaceful place where solar looks from space. Our closer look reveals the human race. Hey, full of hope, full of grace is the human face. But afraid we might lay our hope to waste. Hey, there's a fear down here we can't forget. Hasn't got a name just yet. Always awake, always around. Singing ashes, ashes all fall down. Ashes, ashes all fall down. Now watch as the sphere revolves and the night time falls. Come walk with the stars, the celestial ball. Sidewalks and it rolls the streets. Sticking turf, dividing up feet. Nightmare spooky. Piece of heat. You and me. You and me. Click, flash, fade, and get on night. He's looking for a fight.
Till you wait for me to see Like falling hells, the lighthouse key Wildflower seed in the sand and stone May the flowers roll you safely home Roll away with you Roll away, roll away the dew Roll away, roll away the dew Roll away, roll away the dew You can roll away the dew Roll away, roll away, roll away the dew
You've never been Maybe a face you've never seen You can hear them calling on the wind On the wind Drifting and dreaming in Never could be no more now. Through my dumb, you're rather my 
travel Get tired of traveling and you wanna settle down Well I guess we can't revoke your soul for trying Get back to your own. Get back to your own.
section. Greg Adams, Steve Kupka, Mark Russo, Mimi Castillo, the Tower Power Horn section, Mercedes James, the Grateful Dead. Thank you very much. I'd like to do an old song, Otis Redding. Hard to handle. Thank <laughs> you. 
very much. Thank you. I love you. I'd like to thank the Grateful Dead for having me. We'll see you all tomorrow night.